before you did sneaker tub, what were you doing? Before I was doing sneaker tub, I was in a uh, clothing store learning like how to sell clothes like sneaker tub retail. I actually started off in the clothes industry and learning about like contacting um, a brand called Helium, Laku, Lacoste. I was talking with them through the store, so I was learning how to get contracts. And once I did that, I said I wanted to have a sneaker store. So I've been doing that, cleaning restorations to get a sneaker store. And I understand when I was young, I was like, hey, I can just lead up to this to get to this. Right. And then I had met a company in Virginia Beach called Kicks Laundry. And that's when I met Retro's Only, uh, Remain Stainless, and I just knew them. And I was cleaning inside of their store under um, a different name at the time, it was Rose Restorations. Okay. And then I kind of went through four business names that actually get the Sneaker Tub event at Sneaker Tub. So you went from, you know, you're working for somebody else. When was it that you made the jump to decide, all right, I'm going to go do this on my own. Now. I'm ready. Afterwards, I learned that business was more than just cleaning sneakers and just focus on the restorations. So I had figured out I was working with, uh, I was working with a, like I said, I was working with Kicks Laundry then. I just wanted to separate and actually focus on my own brand. And since I kind of got a view of how it works, it's all about staying down on that dream because I saved the money up from, you know, working 12 hour shifts. A lot of people don't know that. So I was working a 12 hour shift job to hustle to get the money to have a storefront. Actually going out to right down the street from me saying that, oh, it's an open sign. So I'm going to see, can I get a sneaker cleaning shop in here? So you was working 12 hours. Where, where were you working? Target Warehouse. Target Warehouse? Yep. That's year. funny. So that's, that's where you got some of your guys that, that came through and stuff. You still keep up with them. Yeah. we. It's crazy that we, he drives the triple. I drive like a tugger. We have interactions every single day. Like we go past each other driving and taking equipment to different parts of the warehouse. Right. And he was just telling me about his dream, about his book. I'm like, bro, you can most definitely make a whole story behind this book and actually have like, Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we all, everybody was in the video. We all worked together, same shift and everything. Yeah, that's cool. So you went then, that's dope. So you were doing the whole, you were working 12 hours and you saved up some money to go get a spot. Yeah, I, I my 401k. I took that risky move. And yeah, yeah. We made that jump. I knew my family was behind me. Everybody that was with me for a long time was behind me. That's big. That's big. How did you know it was time to go? Like I, because I think that that's one of the hardest things too. When people start a business, a lot of people start like in their garage or in somebody else's house or something like that. How did you know this is it? Like I, I'm just gonna do it. I enjoyed it. I watched. I was watching YouTube videos. I was watching them clean and do restorations videos. I would sit back, watch it, try to do custom slides, dick my own sneakers, and just actually talking about sneakers. Right. So it kind of led that whole path until meeting these other individuals in different cities. Since I was in Suffolk, everybody else I met was at the Gen Beach Mall. Right. And you got you got people working for you now, right? Or working with you? You got people that work with you, right? Yeah, yeah. I got my own, I got my team. I got mm-hmm. my team working all day. Like, everybody that started with me and actually seen me test out and cleaning their shoes, I kind of taught them. And as they seen as I was going around, they just stood with me. So these people I've been knowing for, like, five to ten plus years. Like, my yeah, people yeah. is, like, childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And, and how was it like, at what point did you start bringing people on? Like, was that right from the jump you started having people with you? Or did you take some time? Like it was you and your family directly. And then you brought people on. Like how did it work when you started bringing people on? It started for me and my father. It was a, me and my father the whole time. 
building, it was all uh, retros only. He was with me too when I jumped too. We still still together and link up. And after that, it just kind of grew like, hey, I want to help put my team on. They actually been there for me. They actually give them roles. I'm like, hey, if you if we can work this and do this right here, we can get more product out and we can create more and we collaborate together. Right. Now, so do you and those people, so they come on and, and you got how many with you now? Do you like off the top, do you know? Um it's my VP, my creative director, my lead photographer. I have two lead photographers. I have Keisha Images by Key, and um, I can't remember that other person there right now. Um, I also have Rasta, Jalen. I have him. At least about Noobs, Tina, Trillery Banks. About nine to ten. I have like ten. That's dope. Like spread out, and those people have been with me for a long time. Cause that's the thing that excites me about business. I tell people all the time, I'm not in paying your bills is important. That's a major priority. But the thing that excites me about business is creating opportunities for people that I really care about and then meeting new people and creating opportunities for them so they could do the things they love. Most definitely. Um, I would say to me, it feels like a building story between Nigo, Pharrell, Pusha T, and like when they dropped the album, all these people you didn't know that was with the Nigo and supporting Nigo is kind of like that type of community and job growth right atmosphere we grow together we invest into each other it's equal so what are some of the things you're doing to like grow the business because i see i seen the other day you wanted to um you were starting i don't know if you did it already but you were reaching out to people saying if they wanted to learn about instagram stories and stuff like that like what's some things you're doing to grow sneakers up um actually making catchy content Everybody thinks that clean the sneaker is just like, you know, like how you watch a rejuvenator video. It's so clean and cut. But the way how we show it is like, this is actually the really dirty secret behind it. It might look good on camera, but this is like what we actually do to bring the shoe back. It's actually right. showing off the details on the shoe. Because as you clean the shoe, some shoes change and alter. And they also come like a little cool secret. Mm -hmm. And some you don't imagine to see like a cherry right here. Full apart. I just fully put it back together, but you don't expect to see a cherry on Instagram or scrolling through your feed. Right. What you doing? So what's the you on the podcast? Yeah, we chopping it up. Let him go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let him yeah. Go ahead, bro. Let him say what's up. Come what's going on, brother? What's good with you? Not much, man. We just talking about the toe. Yeah, yeah. Been with me from day one. Oh, you on the Yeah. Yeah, what's the, what's the VP of Sneakers Up do? Um, well, I do a lot of the promotion. Yeah. If like you call, like you'll be all right. You ain't going nowhere. But <laughs> if you call, most most time I'm gonna answer the phone. I do a lot of the like the vendor talks, vendor works, all that good stuff. And I do customs. Yeah. Most of the paints and all the color matching stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was talking to Daquan about what y'all doing to grow the business and stuff. About you know reaching out through Instagram and and giving information and and you know showing other people how to grow business and what they need to be doing on social media most definitely um i started seeing like how the TikTok and real algorithm work and really how to really put your business out there in a cool way like i hang out in different businesses around the area and i just like hey i think i enjoyed living this in this moment with them why not put it on social media because that would draw more people in to Check out your content, really how to make it like sit with people, make Instagram reels with them. It's basically mm -hmm. like a collaboration between the owner, the brand, and my brand itself, and really 
creating content for everybody to find out about us. Right. So I love that type of networking. So when I show people how to actually use Instagram, actually how to make reels and actually have like the catchy songs and keep up with all the things like that, it's cool to me because it's making content with somebody else. Right. Now, and it's important. I tell people, you know, you know what we do. We do the video production and all that stuff. And I tell people all the time, I don't expect anybody to do all their content with us. You need, if you're a business owner, you need to be doing content regularly on your own. You got a phone, you got laptops. This content you have to do on a regular basis to grow and keep that content flowing in your social media so you can grow your audience. Because yep. one video you do with Tsunami is not going to grow your audience. One video by itself is not going to do that. All it's going to do is enhance and help propel what you already got going on so that you can have one that's crazy, like the higher production value, and you can put that on your website or maybe like boost it a little bit on social. But you have to feed social media. And that's the thing, like a lot of people, I think they fall short on that. They don't realize, don't overthink your content too much. Do what you love. Do what you can do quickly and do it on a consistent basis. And that's all it is. Yeah. And sometimes it is a little difficult to do that all the time. Mm -hmm. It does get a little challenge over one, but really enjoying those times of you just doing it, even though it's hard. You know what I mean? And that's really what you got to trust and empower people around you, too. I think that's one of the big things as a business owner. When you start out, it's real easy to get into this mindset of I got to do it all myself. I, I control the quality. I, I got to just run this whole thing on my own. But you get to a point where you can only grow so far by yourself and you got to start empowering people because you got to work family life. You got everybody. We got to take care of our mental health, emotional health. You can't just be running everywhere, trying to do everything. And then you start dropping things and falling short everywhere. So we got to eventually start empowering people. And be like, Yo, you take care of the social media. You take care of the customer service. You take care of the cleaning. I'm going to take care of the painting. You know, there's delegations going on so that you can grow. Yep. So what's like the the most people that come through there these days? Like, what are they looking to get when they go to Sneaker Tub? They they buying product. They they going in there to get their their stuff clean. Like, what what are they grabbing for the most part? You want to jump around? Or? Um, most of the time they coming in, they want a clean. Everybody wants a clean because we're the best. We're the best to do it. Yeah. So that's what we're known for. We kind of just kind of jumped into the retail game not too long ago, mm -hmm. but that's not really like our main niche. That's just something we do because, you know, we got, honestly, we really got tired of people asking where we were getting our clothes from. Right. So it was like, you know, you can just get it from here. So that's what kind of happens. But in all actuality, only thing that our main focus on we really care about is, you know, this, this is what yeah. we do. And it makes sense. I've I seen you guys kind of move towards the fashion route in terms of like, you're not just cleaning the sneakers. You kind of showing people, all right, here's what you should rock with these sneakers. And here how you, here's how you should rock it. And here's how you should take care of it. And it's a whole fit. It's a whole process. It's not just like, all right, we got the sneakers. We clean them up. It's like, here's how you could really dress them up and make them look different and make them your own. Yeah, most definitely. We really, it's all about the how sneakers are really made and really caring about it. Like we appreciate those, each person got their individual style. So we try to bring that into limelight of the sneak culture. Like how my main cleaner, Gerard, he loves collaborations. He showed me the Power Ranger Reeboks to the Herbo Gummy Berry um, Pumas, like different shoes. And we really want to showcase like, hey, we have people that like sneakers and some people like shoes. Some people like to go with outfits. Some people hunt for the collective. Right. So we really want to display both of those type of styles. Like we appreciate sneakers and we appreciate the people that got different styles that come to us as well. 
What's some mistakes people making with their sneakers? Because one thing you uh when you and I met and I went over there and checked out what you were good, you know, what you had going on and stuff, and, and we did the video with you. I talked to you about I was like, yo, how come these sneakers sometimes be getting yellow and all that? And you were like, Well, you know, you gotta wear them. It's that's oxidation, that's air. Like, what's some what's some mistakes people be making with their sneakers? You spend all this money and they be messing up on doing certain things. Letting them sit in the box. Yes. You let, let the sit. shoe sit in the box, and when it sits there, it has no stress to it. It has nothing to make that glue move. So it sits there and it just it rocks, honestly. Right. Yeah. Because it's made to be worn. Right. So there's no pressure there, there's nothing to keep it together. Mm-hmm. There's not that that strain that they have, that's they're made to do. It's literally like not letting the shoe do its job. So if you got like 30 pairs or something like that, what are you supposed to do with the ones you're not wearing too often? Like, how do you avoid some of that? It's really just adding them to a rotation. Okay. Like I, I have at least about, I think, 140, 160 pairs. And I know that's a lot of shoes to wear. And I'm like, dang, I'm supposed to wear a different shoe every single day. You can, but I just try to bring out different themes. Like my Air Maxes, I'll bring out a couple of Air Maxes and Asics since I know those soles are going to crumble. So it's best to, like, wear them throughout a whole day in sneaker tub or go to the grocery store. I feel like a lot of sneakers just need to be worn to like corner stores, grocery stores, and like convenience stores. That's the natural stress that you can take to make it last, extend it, and wait longer. Like some shoes don't separate. Like Adidas don't separate at all. Yeah. Nobody comes in here and rain, hey, this is Adidas shoe I need to be restored unless it need to be clean. That's right. why I love brand so much. It actually holds up. It's kind of a new wave, so it's gonna be the next generation of how Jordan is. You got you got any sneakers that's like holy grail to you that like I ain't gonna wear these? No, every every shoe love. love. I do. I got a couple pairs. Well, I have one pair, it's the off white ones. I got the UNC off whites that's not getting worn. I got the MCAs that's not getting worn. I got the lemonades that's not getting worn. I'm not gonna wear them. Yeah. Now especially the off whites now because the homie passed away. Yeah, I kind of just kept on. Just like I'm gonna wait till a very special day. I want to be excited. Oh, I had thought this all the way out to wear that shoe. I'm gonna wear that. I never get worn. I'm gonna wear that shoe to my funeral. <laughs> I'm putting it in my will somewhere. Yeah, I have to put them on his own feet. What got you excited these days? Like who who's making the stuff that excites you the most? Um, everybody, everybody's in a good range right now. It yeah. brings a lot of different fashionable different sneakers. It's not really I'm not seeing a lot of retros. And they're having fun with the color blocking as well on Dunks and Jordans. But no no brands really making enough noise for me to pull. Yeezy is, honestly. I got excited for the turtle doves for 22. That's the only shoe I'm looking for. So Foot Locker is gonna stop with Nike or was it just Jordan? Isn't Foot Locker gonna stop uh selling Nike or something like that? What was the story with that? Well, what's going on is Nike is starting boutiques. So they're pulling all of their products. Nike's pulling all their products from everybody. Yeah. So they can be sold exclusively at the Nike boutiques. It makes sense too, because a lot of people just buying them online, right? Like I mean, I don't to be honest, I can't think of like the last like the last four or five pairs of sneakers I bought. I didn't go to the store to get them. I got them sent straight to the house. Yeah. Especially when you especially when you're already familiar with the brand, like if it's a Jordan, you already know I'm gonna get this size and it's gonna run the same. I'm not really but what I'm gonna go try it on for, unless I really needed it right now. But shipping so quick these days too, it's like you get it in two days. Yeah. So it makes sense for Nike to be like, I just cut out the middle, man. Like the Foot Locker and malls in general is kind of falling apart these days. Yeah. When I go in there, I'm like, wow, this is the selection that we got to choose from. 
<laughs> like right. I would miss the time just walking in. I want to see how a pair of dunks feel and not feel like the risk of I might order the wrong size and I can't yeah. wear the shoe. Now I gotta sell the shoe to a reseller for me to get my money back. Right. To try again for another dunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so how you guys you guys do you guys hit often on the lotteries and stuff like that? Like what, what kind of tips you have for like if you want to get like a, a shoe that's kind of hard to get, you know it's gonna sell out. Okay. Uh we we sneakily um we sneakily get some pairs. We we got a few people that actually help us get a couple pairs, like three to four pairs or two. Yeah. We really try to look to really keep it kind of exclusive. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to get J's in general. So we answer the raffles, we try online. Uh, I don't try to use bots. I don't really try that much. I try to make it still exclusive. Like, I legitimately got these bags. Yeah. The hot thing is very risky as well. I've seen a couple of things and bad things. Right? I'm going to tell you what to do if you really want to shoot. Start saving six months beforehand because you're going to be paying somebody else. That's that's the best thing for you to do. That's it. Like, if you want the Chicago's, you better stop saving now. You better have 100, 100 every every week or something. Or just expect the L, right? And if you get lucky, you get lucky because it's kind of like the PlayStation and the Xbox is now like if yeah. you know a drop is coming and you got the time to sit there and refresh that page over and over and over and get lucky that you might hit, but just expect that L. You're yeah, gonna drive yourself. You're gonna drive yourself nuts. I hit on some. I hit on some LeBrons. It won't even a big deal, but they just sold out quick. The uh, the Roadrunner and the, the they got the blue, the Wiley yeah, Coyote yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. I hit those. I thought it was cool, but I expected not to get it. Yeah, usually like, I want to try. It. Then we actually like, oh snap! I actually want to shoot. Yeah, yeah. So, what's some mistakes in business that you feel like? All right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that one again. This is a clear no, and and I want to make sure nobody else runs into that same thing. Mm. Well, I personally say, watch who you're working with closely, because I mean, we are very like family oriented. A lot of us know have known each other forever, so. We try to, you know, bring people in, you know, to try to support everybody else, you know, because that's that's just that's just how we are. This is what we do. We feel like everybody had that same mentality of we're going to work together. We're going to make it together and everything else. And it was just like everybody didn't have that. So we had to cut a lot of people out. Just strictly off of that, just people being greedy in what they did and not keeping that that team oriented, family oriented vibe and. You just got to watch who you're working with. You feel like that's stuff that you can catch early on or you got to kind of like take the risk? Like, is there stuff like now that's like a yellow flag? Like, if I see this kind of behavior, because I found this. I found that most people are who they are everywhere that they are. So if you see somebody sloppy in the way that they handle stuff, like, for example, if somebody's never getting to appointments on time, they're not going to get to the job on time. If they're not getting to doctor's appointments on time, they're not going to get to the job on time. If they don't take their house chores serious, they're not going to take the work chores serious. If they don't keep their house clean, you they're not going to keep the shop clean. They just That's what I found. I found like most people are who they are everywhere they go. Those habits follow them. Yes, and you can you can see that early on, but it is kind of a risk because sometimes you know, the person might be steadily improving their stuff and you actually wait and see how they're going to steadily improve. It is all about giving somebody a chance as well. But you got to that, That's a big. You, you, you have to. You got to let people fail. You got to let people make mistakes. Yeah, and most definitely keep your mind open to that as well, and just be open towards it. But once a person starts succeeding in something, that's when you start really seeing a different version. It's mostly like it does change and varies on other people's lives as well. But it's a very risky play that I most definitely experienced. 
you know, a couple times. What surprised you in business most when you got in and you started, you know, the business started growing? What's something that surprised you? Mm, more interaction and people actually like about just cleaning sneakers. And it's more than just Adidas, Yeezys and all the other stuff. And like, hey, there's an other side of sneakers for you to enjoy. You can watch them in their pristine uh, condition and all the other stuff. But have you seen the like a fascinating cleaning behind it? And knowing the process, like, yeah, we make shoes look brand new and we also protect them. So right. that's why I'm really reaching out for them to push them towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's next for Sneaker Tub? Um, expansion. Expansion and really having two different uh, two different fields. So of course we had Sneaker Tub re like repair side, and then we also got the retail side, really adding those two brands together to make one big stop and shop in Norfolk. Like I was saying, was location. Or even, I ain't gonna tell them. Hold on to it. Yeah, this most have both sides of water. So you right. got all the way to suffer. You got a little bit of north feel as well. But it's mm-hmm. most like the, like the repair type of style. So if somebody can't get out to suffer, you can still clean their sneakers. Yeah, most definitely. How you doing that? Mm-hmm. Think about a couple drop off locations. He said okay. currently. currently. Well, if you're talking currently, um, you do we do mailing orders. Yeah, yeah. You should be yeah. choose to us so, so you can be clean or okay. in any type of way that you need to. So you don't have to come down here. That's now nah, we do that now. It's very open. Yeah. Now that's good because a lot of times that Suffolk is, is a hike for a lot of people. Yeah, y'all yeah. out there, you guys out there alone. <laughs> yeah. But you still you still get people, you still get quite a bit of traffic coming through there though, right? Yeah, it's a lot of traffic. We get a lot of people from different cities that still come all the way down to us, you know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, that's like that's like the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it because it's the fact that you know y'all y'all come to suffer to do nothing but see us. Mm-hmm. There's hey, nothing else for you to do but to see us, right? So for us to you know be able to pull different people to come to a city that really has nothing, only because this is the city we grew up in, the city we love, and this is a chance to actually show you. What Suffolk does have. Now that says a lot about how y'all treat people. That's the thing. Like the environment you have and how you treat people when they come in, they want to be there. Yeah. We actually want to have a conversation with you. We want to have a conversation about you, with your shoes and what stuff that you actually like. It's we don't really get the chance to really meet these new people and really have those type of conversations. Like be like, wow, what happened? What's the story behind this shoe? Somebody tell you this shoe, and be like, wow, you like this shoe is really dope, it really holds up. And it really starts with a different type of conversation. Right. Instead of just talking about, oh, you like fours, you want to sell them, you buy them. And we just have like a small conversation and you order it out, out the door. We actually want you to stay and have conversations with us. Right. What's some of the things like, like when you're coming up in business and you got it, you know, like I said in the beginning, there's always like an information gap to get to the next step. Like yeah. what's, what's some of the people like in your corner, what, what's some of the ways you go find more information to like, there's a gap here. I don't know about this. I got to go connect the dots. Like, you know, how are you going out? You got people around you, you know, maybe parents or something or other business owners. Like, who do you stay connected with to kind of keep you grounded and moving forward in the business? A lot of people. Um, a lot of key people that's around me that is grew up with and started networking with. Uh, Katie Fashion on Instagram is a clothing store down here. That's the store I was, I was saying I was um, getting contracts for and working for right down the street from Ashley from me. Uh, working with growth, even though they're herbal T bar, they're very dope. 
very great business owner. She's great. We network with her a couple of all situations that we might know. We just converse together with each other and just really figure out how to build it to the next level and also help other people. Because if you're looking, like some people want to get an LLC, they don't understand how to get it or what's the difference from a sole proprietor or LLC. I'll help them. It's all about just helping other people that really want to push their business to the next level. And that's the thing people don't realize, like, honestly, how easy it is. Because the LLC thing, I hear people all the time, like, you know, how do I get an LLC? And it's like, to be honest, I didn't know in the beginning. I Googled it, and it's real simple steps. I yeah. tell people, I tell people, don't bother with legal Zoom. Don't bother with that because you're gonna do it. it you go directly to the state. I think it's like it's a hundred bucks or hundred fifty bucks for us in Virginia, something like that. It's not uh, even that expensive. It's yeah. not. You it's find not. you get you give them the money. You type in the information. You put the name you want to use, and they right there immediately they give you the the, the certificate or whatever. And then you go oh. on IRS dot IRS dot gov. You get your EIN. That's free. You get it immediately too. And, and you, you go good. start That's doing everything. Yeah, no, nah, I had a lot of people like, no, nah, I gotta go, you know, to, to get my LLC, I gotta get a lawyer, and legal zoom wants to charge me 700 I'm like, for what nah. exactly? Because here's the thing, bro. The thing is, from state to state, is different. So it might be more complicated somewhere else. But in Virginia, you can go do that directly yourself and it's cheap. And there's yeah. no reason not to. And it's like literally, there's no reason not to. You just get up and get it, find an education on it, learn about it set dates to do it and then it's done it's mostly like a three-day or two-day type of thing but People, you know, i think about having the confidence too you what it's all about having the confidence to actually like getting up to actually doing it That's that big, big bro hope. that but that and the discipline is the biggest thing because you work the nine to five you're working those 12-hour shifts it's different when somebody tells you daquan i need you here monday through friday from this time to this time and you go because you were told you conditioned like all right they already took care of my schedule i'm gonna do that but when nobody's telling you you got to be there at whatever time, when nobody's telling you you have to work Monday, that's a whole different level of drive that a lot of people don't have. It's like I got to get myself up. I got to get a. I have a business and I'm the boss, the employee. I'm handling everything. I'm going out there and doing it. It's hard like that. That pillow be pulling you when you don't have a boss telling you you have to get up and be here. Yeah, and really breaking free from that nine to five type of mentality. And that's what the stuff I'm really about to get to and really like experiencing that. Like, I see what Sneaky Tuck can do, and I see it every day. Why not just jump out of it? But it's much like we really stop ourselves and really try to, to like kind of need like a safety net. Sometimes you really need just plan simple, have everything that you need, and then just make that loop of faith. That's how I feel about it. And that and that safety net, I tell people all the time that safety net isn't as safe as you think it is. Companies, companies uh close all the time, people get fired all the time. People get laid off all the time. And then what did that safety do for you? Yeah. You know, yeah, it could be safer, but the point is nothing's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So if you got the passion and you already have the ideas and the grind to go start a business and just go do it, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to lose some money. We know how to get money again. Yeah, it it, it grows. It grows you, lose, money. you lose money, then go apply for a job and you go work again. And then you go give it a try again when you're more financially stable. But Losing money is not a reason to not go chase your dream. Yeah, it's not. You gonna take two losses, but the wins are gonna be very much sweeter. That and, and you know what's funny, and you know this because you got a business now. It feels so much better to work fourteen hours for your own thing than to work even just eight for somebody else. Yeah, like it's like the satisfaction of like you know what I'm gonna be here till late tonight, and it doesn't bother me one bit. It makes me happy. I'm proud to do it. I'm happy to do it. Versus going to work for somebody else. Yeah, and I and, and it always tripped me out. Like the older I got, I'm like, I never want to be in a situation 
where somebody's bad mood could be the end of my financial stability. I don't want, I don't want to go into a job and my supervisor was upset that day. And then I'm the one he takes it out on. And you know what? Go home. We laying people off you on the list. That to yes. me never made sense. I want to work like I want to earn as much as hard as I work. So if I keep working harder in my business, the business will grow and I'll earn more. You can go break your back anywhere, Target, Walmart, wherever it is at the fast food, you can go break your back and they don't have to give you a raise ever. Yes. They could de they'll decrease your pay for the next year. Oh, no, the, the cost is too high to warn Ukraine, COVID this, COVID that. And then now we got to cut your pay by 5%. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry about that, Phil. You ain't going to have to worry about just really doing it for yourself and enjoy doing it. It's all mm -hmm. about looking back at your past and like, wow, you really grew from three years, like 23 starting it, and like 26 currently, about to be 27, and really enjoying that journey. Be like, wow, I'm about to leave my... 12 hours to really do this solo and really and just not have to worry about, oh, I got a corrective action. You got a safety incident. You know what I mean? Or have to worry about the embarrassments and the bad thing. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you, so you say you're 26 right now? Yeah. I'm 36. And I'm going to tell you something. Since I met you, I talk about you. Like, I use you as an example a whole lot. You don't even know it. I stay bringing you up like, bro, you really inspiring people out here. I look up to you like crazy. I stay bringing you up like, yo, this kid over there is making it happen. He's a humble dude. He got his friends around him. He got his family around him, and he's making it work. Like it's, it's like it could have, it could work for anybody, man. You just gotta go out there and grind, treat people well. I tell that to people all the time. It's like the priority in business to me is treat people well, because you're gonna make mistakes. You can't worry about I need to be the best at it. Like yeah, you you want to be the best at cleaning sneakers, you do, but that should almost come like a close second to your customer service and how you treat people because. Over time, you're going to make a mistake so, or somebody else in the company is going to make a mistake, right? Mm -hmm. If you treat people well, they're going to be willing to forgive that and come back and do more business and still recommend you to other people. Yeah, so It's right. like that customer service is number one. And like right there, yes. close close second to it is going to be the quality of the work we're doing. Like that's, like, that's right there. Most definitely. And that's most definitely correct about it. And you should enjoy doing that. You, it's, mm -hmm. it's plenty of dope people. Why not have that great customer service? Because you don't never know who's going to meet. Another person might be like, hey, I got these shoes for retail. You want them? And it's all about building a relationship. And it's a whole thing about friendship as well. You know what's super dope about what you guys are doing too is that you guys – you get the you guys are in a in a business where you get to dress how you want to dress, talk how you want to talk. Like you get to truly be like free. You get to do you a hundred percent and still make a living and provide opportunities for other people. Yeah, most definitely. Still keep uh, still being professional about it as well. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's the thing. Like I, I I think I think a lot of friends. It's easy when you're doing a business that's fun. You see this a lot in um in photography and videography and and, and you know you kind of talked about it a little bit. It, it can happen in, in these things where like you see it as fun and it's like you got to remember this is still a business though. Yeah. Like there's still a time we got to be here. There's still a quality we have to do. There's still a way we have to talk to people. Like it's not changing your voice, but understanding that there's you you can't just be complaining in front of people. That not every conversation you would normally have behind the scenes you can't just bring that here just because we're cool, we're relaxed, and having fun. Yeah. Like that's a whole different thing, and that that's what as a business owner, especially when you're working with friends. It's like sometimes it's a challenge to set that standard that it's like, yo, like we're cool with, you know, we grew up together, whatever. But when we're here, when we're here doing this thing, we got to kind of treat this a, a whole different way here and, and build together and recognize that there's a lot at risk here because we don't have a boss. We don't have a big company behind us to where if we mess up, 
it's fine. There's another thousand customers waiting to walk through that door. Yeah. It's like there's a lot. We we our reputation is on the line every single time somebody walks through that door. That and really keeping that as a number one priority and really just having that good customer service. We understand everybody's not gonna be in the best of days or the you know the worst of days. We hope everybody that comes ahead has a great day, but we do we teach with respect and really brighten your day. That's really about the whole situation, about somebody else's day while talking about doing what you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to uh, do a uh, like a, a temperature check on some sneakers here. If if like I'm gonna show you some stuff and you tell me what your first thought is. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. Woo! That's the LeBron 19 or 20, and that's the Space Jam 2 thing. Mm-hmm. That shoe is a basketball shoe. You balling and you need to be like. I guess professional. I guess that's like balling professional. Yeah, yeah. That's the shoe that you'll wear on court or you're about to try out or exercise in the gym to really show like a different diversity of sneakers. Right. I heard I heard the ankle of that one is a little uncomfortable, but I like the look of it. I like the style. The style is crazy and it's really it can be kind of designer-ish too as well. That shoe cannot be worn with a fit. <laughs> I don't want that to be worn with a fit. I'm not gonna <laughs> let nobody sit there and tell you that line. That shoe cannot be worn with a fit. <laughs> That's a, only if you want court. That's a very on court shoe. Yeah. Hold on, I got, I got, I got a couple more I wanted to show you. Okay, let me see. Ooh, human made. Look, yeah, human I, made. I love them. Yes. Now look, a lot of people would not even choose to pick the Adidas form, and this is the low top version. The high top version goes crazy. The colorway. It's all there. It's all about the small details, and especially how Nigo just dropped with uh, Pusha T for real, like I said, having that music influence. So if you're seeing them, actually, people wearing them, it's a very dope shoe that people should know the knowledge behind it. Right, right, right. <laughs> Let me grab this one. Let me grab another one. That's not the Nigo, right? Like the rings, man. You know, you got human made classic tees. Don't think hard. We everybody knows this one, but I want to see what your first reaction is. Red October's. That shoe is a when I think of anything like a shoe that has music behind it, that is the number one shoe that has music behind it. When yeah. I see shoes, so many different songs play in my head. I hear a lot of Jay-Z, I hear Kanye, I hear Travis, I hear about all the celebrities that wore that shoe and actually built the hype. For that legendary sneaker be over like in the double digits of thousands. That shit was overrated. Very much overrated. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What's the story with these that like it was like a super short run or something like that? I heard Kanye was like really upset about this shoe, how it was handled. Um, I remember a little bit about that. It was a very, very limited sneaker. Everybody knew about it. And it was like, oh, you only can get it at that time. I think Kanye dropped the album. There right. was a CD behind it too, right? It was a CD cover looking joint, right? I think it was like, um, I was forgot it, the name of it. Was it graduation? No, it wasn't. Or was it 808 Heartbreak? No, it wasn't. It was the next one, Dark Twisted Fantasy. My Dark Twisted Fantasy? It might have been my Dark Twisted Yeah, Yeezus. When he stopped on his set, Yeezus. I think that right. is the album, Yeezus. No, because um, he was with, he was with um, Adidas by the time he dropped Yeezus. 
So it had to be either graduation or my dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, that's the music part era that he was probably doing that. But that's from early mid early mid two thousands. Yeah, I mean, cause you remember that's when that Carrie Hilson song that came out because he had warm in that video. Oh, that uh, knocks you down song. Yeah, that's when he actually pulled him out. Mm-hmm. See, look, we love the music aspect of it too. So when we see that <laughs> music, we go deep into it. That's how I might be working. Yeah, no, that's yeah. why she was very overrated, and it's actually a pretty ugly shoe. It is very ugly. Details phenomenal. It's it's like looking at a pyramid. You only enjoy like the little secrets behind it. Now I'm gonna show you one here that, for whatever reason, I I know the reason, but it's it's kind of funny. This this sneaker has gone through um a big difference of opinions from when it came out to now. Okay. Ah. Put your phone up. Put your chain off. Hold up. Let's take it. <laughs> tuck your chain. Tuck your chain. Tuck your chain. All right. Yeah. That's the that's the of the black forces right there. You know, if you walk in the black forces or playing on the court in black forces, you are a menace and you're a raider. All that. Say you're a menace. You know, you I don't know. Menace. I don't know what made that shoe like that. Who started that? Yeah, because it's like what's wrong? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you something. There is nothing wrong with that sneaker. That's a dope sneaker. It is. It is a dope sneaker. It's just a funny meme behind it. Yeah, no, because they were like, I guess the whole attitude was like a person that bought these was probably the only pair of sneaker they had. And if that's the only pair you have because it's all black, it's because you just don't care what happens to them. Like you got the all black sneaker. So, you know, you're doing God knows what. So you needed a sneaker you could just beat up. Yeah. And Black forces last way longer than the white forces. You don't have to worry about no issues. I don't. I, a, nobody never brought me a pair of black forces. I, I used to, because you don't. First of all, people shouldn't be bringing white forces. I'm gonna tell y'all this right now. If you got you a pair of dirty forces, culture tells you to buy another pair. There's no way you get maybe. How old are you? That's how many ages. That's how many pounds you gonna wear that shit. Twenty six. You're twenty six. You gonna get twenty six wears, and that's yeah. it. That is it. That's all. You better pick them wisely. That's how four is supposed to go. <laughs> oh, once you say it like that, that is about it. 14, you get 14 runs out of some people. It's it's half of 14. It's because the, old, it the older you get, the slower you move. So the less <laughs> crazy you get. You crazy, bro. We know this. This is going to be around forever. Hold on. The Holy Grail. You seen now, it? I don't know if I did. Yeah, it came up and it went away to Chicago's. Yeah, no, nah, we know what we talk about it went away. Ah, that, that, let me see. I'm gonna, let me see if I pull it up again. There you go. I, I see it. The Chicago, the Chicago just did what the Chicago's do. Chicago's always so find a way to go away. They find a way to go. Yeah, they, they never go come away. out. They be like the big room, and then it just disappears. They be like, "Oh yeah," it's like how the lightnings finally came up, and the raging bull fires came up. You know, we've been hunting for that shoe since generations, and trying to get the OG pair. So that shoe is kind of like it might come out, but if it does, it's gonna cause a lot of storm. It's about the same of the breads. If you have a pair of breads, and you knew what to get for the bread ones. I feel like the same thing will happen for the Chicago 95s. And y'all saw the um you saw the Spider-Man ones, right? 85. We said you saw the Spider-Man ones, right? Yeah, the origin stories. Origin stories is crazy. That's like that's a that's a very popular Chicago 
inspiration. But the thing is, would the origin stories be anything of what they were if they weren't so close to Chicago color? Mm. No, they never would. Well, if they, they would have been a black and red like that one, close to a bread, I think the bread colorway would have set it off too. The bread colorway wouldn't have done as much as that origin story did. Because it's three M. But I'm saying though, you got to think about it. if you couldn't get the Chicago's. Chicago's probably like two racks. Yes, that's right. Origin stores you probably get them for like five, six hundred. True. That's a big difference. So it's like this one of those situations when like it'll hold up that long either. It's like eh, it's it, it looks just like them. If I walk fast enough, they go think I got the Chicago's on. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and just pick them up. It's basically just that run back on the on the classic colorway. Yeah. Nah, it's it's dope, and I like the movie like crazy too. I like what they did with it. I like yeah, the um, they they got the 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 patent leather ones, the black and red ones. Yeah, yeah. They had they, they had they had dropped those recently. I yeah, slipped up on that one because that one was in stock for a minute. That one that one was pretty easy to get, and then I just slept on it and didn't bother. But yeah, you know, I was, was kicking myself for it later. That's a super easy way to get a uh, a bread, especially especially if you mat them out from a restoration side. I was about to say, we've got so many people. We've got so many people come in who literally want them um. Matted out. They don't even want to want they don't want no shine. They want a mat. Oh, so y'all could do that too. You take the patent leather ones and just make them flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make them a flat colorway, and you can rock them as the original braids. Close to it. What I have realized is people know exactly what they want, and if they can't get them, they'll just get it whatever they can closest to it. Like right now, I am doing a shattered backboard, right, custom on a pair of Gatorades. Hmm. It's hard to get that shoe. That shoe is about this shadow backboard is about the same equivalent of the Chicago's, and that's very difficult to really get a good pair um, shadow backboards. It's very hard. Like that's a very tough battle to get that shoe. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I saw the uh, the patent leather ones, and I liked it. I wouldn't even want to make it matte. I liked it the way it was. Uh, the three point like the one that was already the shiny shadows. The no, the uh, the, the 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 black and red ones. Oh, the reds. Yeah, I like I like the patent leather. It is dope. It is dope. But I feel like it's not gonna last quality wise. Like you gotta pull that shoe out every once in a while. Yeah, creases can't get it out. Any deep cuts or the leather gets scratched up like a pair of Elevens. The whole shoe is the top of a Jordan Eleven, and that's very hard to repair and really make it look clean. So how serious are we getting about creases and yellowing and stuff like that? Because I'll be seeing people like different sides of it, right? Like. Like the icy, like the icy bottoms. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I like it, but I get tired. Like not every sneaker needs a freaking the the, the icy sole. It's like a pain to keep up with two at the same time. So I see people sometimes. Some people are like, yeah, if they're not if they're not super icy, you out here looking stupid. And then I see some people is like, yo, if they're yellow, rock them anyway. Like that's it, some people don't care. I feel like it's certain shoes. It's certain shoes. It's really certain shoes. Like I would like my uh, my cool gray elevens. I got the um the twenty ten pair. And I'll never ask. 2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2
it's kind of a, it's, a, it's a culture behind it. Yeah, no, nah, and it's it's more um, it's almost like music. It's almost like anything else in life, right? Like you gotta find like you gotta find your fit, and yeah, and, yeah. And, like do you a hundred percent? Like stop worrying about what everybody else is doing specifically. Like some of the stuff, like even even the low top, the 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 Air Forces, the black ones, it's funny, but it's like that's your thing. Then rock it. Like stop worrying, yeah, stop worrying about what everybody else do. Like just, I've been since I was a kid. I've rocked. I, I still do Timberlands. I still do Air Forces. I got some Jordans. I just recently got some Lebrons. I don't even like. I don't even lace them all the way. I, I still rock everything loose because I feel like I'm still like a kid like that. I never really got like. I don't think I tie any of my shoes up. All of them was just loose. Loose lace. Ooh, a lot of mine's are loose too. Once to think about it. oh, mine's don't have laces. Oh, you don't got laces at all of them. Yeah, some like Yeezys don't have laces in, or they got that one lace. Yeezy, yeah, I, I feel I feel like a Yeezy makes sense, but you can't rock like the like the uh, like a Jordan One with no laces. You gonna slip out of them. I seen people do it, but they got yeah. a really small size. They went like yeah. a whole size down and pull up that. <laughs> mm. you, know, you can wear a Jordan One, your whole foot is gonna flip out. <laughs> Well, shoot, tell me, tell me where y'all at. So you're gonna, you guys are gonna, you guys are in Suffolk, and then you're gonna get the spot next to you. Did you already get the spot that's next to you, or that's still in the works? Oh, we already got the spot next to us. It's um, it's Sneaky Tuck Retail. That's where we have like the collectible shoes and the newest releases. It's kind of like a boutique style. Yeah. And we really have an entertainment, and we also use it as a venue. Like we have some uh, photographers actually use the background and use like certain streetwear outfits. We put together or we had actually people come in and perform like we had a couple of artists actually had like a color show but it's a live performance in a sneaker store it'd be cool i mean i don't know if you thought about it you probably did but it'd be cool if you did like the way they do the shop like lebron and them they do the barbershop but y'all do it in the sneaker store oh yeah that that's that's a dope content um it's like having kicks and cuts that'd be a good name it would have the barbershop feel, but you still get sneakers in there because a lot of sneakers is conversations in style. Oh, tomato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> I don't like that name. I do not like that name. Kicks and cuts, kicks and cuts. <laughs> I hope somebody's already trademarked it so I don't have to go through that ice wall name. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody got that. That's great. Somebody has that. Now nah, that's easy to check. You gotta go yeah. on the L. You gotta go on the LLC. Check for f fictitious name or whatever. Uh, it's, I it's, you know it's, cut hair. I'm, what? You know how to cut hair? I'm bald. Uh, I guess <laughs> I, got, I got a bald head. It's a classes no more. You cannot cut hair. Yo, so what's so what's some uh what's some business advice to wrap it up? So somebody starting a business, what what's what's some kind of uh, uh easy advice for day one? You know, you start out year one. Follow, follow you in a, follow in a compass. Really following out what really makes you happy and really test out what you can do instead of seeing it as an obstacle. Actually, go for the obstacle and learn from that situation because it might actually generate. Um, yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's a spam. It's all about. Uh, it's all about really going by and believing in yourself and actually extending like, hey, I want to, can I do this custom or can I do my own burn of that custom? And really staying true to that and keeping the key people around you as well and making sure that they are succeeding with you and pushing you to go with you. That's the biggest advice. Really staying to your people around you and staying to yourself and keeping your mind focused on the goal and having fun. 
biggest thing. When you have a fun, you're not really knowing that working is in behind it too. Yeah. Nah, absolutely. Bro, I appreciate you. Like I said, man, like you you inspire me like crazy for real. Like for, even from a distance, I'll be watching you. And whenever I talk to other people about business and I'm telling them like the grind I'm going through and stuff, I'll be pulling up your page regularly. But look, my man over here is making it work. Like he he, he started he started working nine to fives and stuff like that, and he's doing his thing and he's expanding. And it's funny, it's like you you truly could do anything to start a business. It's like like people don't even think it's possible. Like you had a passion to clean sneakers. Mm-hmm. Go clean sneakers. I tell people I'm like like older people that got kids. I'm like, stop telling your kids what they can't do. Like, you could literally make a living streaming video games now. Yes. Like, stop putting them in a box. Like, what you need to treat, what you need to explain to these kids is just be consistent in whatever you do. Yes. If, if, if you like collecting Pokemon cards, then just do the research, do that on a consistent basis, and dedicate yourself to that. Don't pull the Pokemon cards out. I I still collect. Those. Oh, you're on, you're on the Pokemon wave too. I got like, I still collect all the cards because I see a business in it too, but. It's all about collecting and seeing the things. You know what I mean? I got back into it recently, too, because when I was a kid, I had a bunch of them. Like I had the Charizards and all that stuff, and then I seen them come back out, and I'd be killing myself. Like, man, I should have kept them. Back of the phone case. Which Blue was that Eyes, one? Blue Eyes Dragon. Oh, the Blue Eyes White Dragon Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah. I had a ton of those, and I recently got back into Pokemon. I start, mm-hmm. I got the um, I got a box of the, uh, and I should have done an unboxing because I like it that much. Yeah. I had I got a, a booster box of the Arceus uh the, the the one that came out yeah 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 i got a booster one of those i pulled i pulled the charizard it wasn't the most rare one but i did end up getting one of the charizards yeah yeah and it's dope getting that like oh snap i actually got it it still mm-hmm. brings a little joy it's like same thing but than anything else t-shirts sneakers belts and i and i made it a habit too it's like i still i actually play with a bunch of them still i'm be i've been making decks and playing with them like some of them i look up and see okay this one's actually going to be worth something or it's worth something now so that one i'll put away but everything else, I'll be making decks and playing with my kids and stuff. Yeah, I never learned how to do it. I never really learned. Yo, it's, Pokemon is one of the easiest card games out. It's easy. You really? could watch a you could watch a quick ten minute YouTube video and you already know everything you need to know. My son is my son's six years old and he watched a YouTube video and he knows all the rules. Wow! Like and he plays. He be building decks. He knows the strategy and everything. It's one of the easiest card games you're gonna play. I'm actually going researching how to learn how to build my own deck. That's cool. Yeah. I do like, but I just kind of like. Find the coolest looking one, put them in a pouch. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, I'll be on the same thing. That's a fire. Yeah, no, nah, but I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep doing your thing. I'm, I'm proud of what you got going on, man. I, for real, super, super proud of everything you got going on. Um, nah, and I wish you the best, bro. I appreciate y'all. No problem. Appreciate you working, working real soon, man. Working real soon, man. That yeah. Next you know, we always got stickers. No, we always got stickers. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Will y'all be easy, man? I, I see you, man. Soon.